0: Greetings everyone and welcome back to 32 Manias with Mike. Oh man, here we are, guys. WrestleMania 3. Uh oh, this is this is this is a biggie. It's a biggie. It's uh 93,173 big. Yeah, that's the attendance. And uh that marks WrestleMania first. The first time they come out and tell us the attendance. Happens more and more now, but it started WrestleMania three and they've been trying to top it ever since. And well, they did so last year, thanks to uh, Jerry Jones and a huge ass stadium in Dallas. But considering this was in March 29th, 1987, record stood for whew, a long ass time, uh, almost 30 years. So, you know, not too shabby. Um... But, yeah, uh, one thing I didn't talk about on WrestleMania 2, I need to address it here because I'm going to talk about Aretha Franklin. Uh, WrestleMania 2, Ray Charles did America the Beautiful. He was goddamn amazing. Um, I'm going to go on record. I think it might be my favorite performance at WrestleMania. I think it might be. Um, if I come across another one that I like better than Ray Charles... I'll mention it, but right now I think Ray Charles probably takes the cake with all the America the Beautifuls I remember. Um, but Aretha Franklin performed WrestleMania, uh, American Beautiful this year, and she's fantastic. She's Aretha Franklin. She deserves a little R-E-S-P-E-C-T. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, but, yeah, fantastic. And I have to keep remembering uh, who performed uh, America the Beautiful at WrestleMania because they get a lot of A-listers. A lot of A-Listers, guys. Um so WrestleMania 3, where do I even start with this? I mean Hogan and Andre, you guys know that's the match. That's it's not the match everyone talks about now. It's the match everyone talked about then. Um, but let's let's run down the whole card. First of all, I was listening to um Talk is Jericho, and he had the Brooklyn Brawler on. And I wish I could have gotten to see this, but apparently the dark match before the show um, featured Brooklyn Brawler. And he was the first guy to stand in the middle of that ring in front of the 93,000 plus. And I would just love to see his face. Like that guy was the first guy to stand in the middle of the ring and see the jam-packed arena. That would have been awesome to see, but... um. So I talked about last uh, WrestleMania two. It didn't really have a hot start. Oh, boy, did they make up for that with this one. Uh, we we opened up with the Can-Am connection of Rick Martel and Tom Zank against Cowboy Bob Orton, making his WrestleMania debut in a match despite being at both the first two WrestleManias. And uh, Bob Orton teamed with Don Morocco. And it was a really fun match. Very, high, very fast-paced. Um... Again, this WrestleMania had 12 matches in it, so not a lot of them are very long. Uh, we kind of get into the longer matches a little bit later on. But um, about, about a six-minute match. It was really, really fun. Uh, the Canadian Connection won. A uh, lot of high-paced offense. And I got to say, we got Gorilla and, um, Gorilla and Ventura on commentary. They do a fantastic job. At some points, they're joined by Mary Hart, uh, who was on entertainment tonight I believe and you can tell she actually has like she's a she's a broadcaster because she may not know everything about wrestling but she does a really good job she does a really good job Bob euchre joins some in commentary for a few matches does a really good job uh, it, it's Bob euchre he's mr baseball he's he's fantastic um I mean, if you don't quote Major League at some point in your life, then what the hell are you doing Listen to me? Go watch Major League and go learn just a bit outside. Anyway, we move on from there um, to a battle of the full Nelsons, believe it or not. Uh, No, Chris Masters is not involved in any of this. In fact, pretty sure he wasn't even born yet, or if he was, he was a few months old. Uh, (laughs) Billy Jack Haynes versus Hercules. Uh, you know, WrestleMania, we give WrestleMania a bad rap for sometimes having not finishes that we would like to see, like if a certain guy goes over that we don't want to see him go over. I'm glad they don't do this kind of stuff anymore, though, because yet another double countout. There are a lot of matches like that don't have... Finishes like good finishes at WrestleMania. At least the first three, from what I've seen so far. Like, I'm not sure if it's just to keep the house show circuit going. But I mean, even now, we look at WrestleMania as mostly a culmination of a storyline. Mostly. Um, it's not the case early on, I don't think. But yeah, uh, Billy Jack Haynes and Hercules wrestled to a double count out because Billy Jack. Locked in the full Nelson on the outside of the floor. Both guys got carried out. I mean, it was a good match. It was fun. Bobby Heenan is... Bobby Heenan and Jimmy Hart are the MVPs of this WrestleMania because they are all over the damn place. It's fantastic. Uh, But we move to the next match. And if you know anything about me, you know this next match warms my heart. It's Hillbilly Jim, the Haiti Kid, and Little Beaver, going up against King Kong Bundy, Little Tokyo, and Lord Littlebrook. Uh, if you don't, if you only recognize two names in that, don't feel discouraged. It's just a little misunderstanding. Kidding. It's a midget match. It's a six-person midget match. We have Hillbilly Jim and King Kong Bundy. They're only allowed to wrestle each other. And the Haiti kid and Little Beaver are um, midget wrestlers, or so Little Tokyo and Lord Littlebrook. It's it's great. Um, it's really not like it's not a sign. It's not a technical masterpiece. Uh, there there are some cool midget wrestling spots. Like they do the double crisscross. They do like a little canoe thing with like pulling the legs of the other guys apart. It's weird, but you guys, Little Beaver is a gamer. Um. <laughs> Little Beaver just keeps attacking King Kong Bundy. And, uh, it, like, you want to see Little Beaver do it but at the same time? You don't. Because, uh, and strictly speaking, if the referee is going by the rules here, the first time Little Beaver attacked King Kong Bundy, it should have been a disqualification right away. The referee only calls for a disqualification when King Kong Bundy finally gets fed up and just body slams Little Beaver and drops an elbow on him. Um then you know all the midgets rally against King Kong Bundy and Hillbilly Jim knocks him out. And that's basically the match. Uh it it's it's fun, you know, it's an it's a nice it's a nice palate cleanser. Uh because the next match, we get a pretty fun match. Uh the King, Harley Race, accompanied by Bobby Keenan and the Queen of Wrestling, the fabulous Moolah. Goes up against the Junkyard Dog. And uh, it's a regular match, but the loser must bow to the other one. Uh, Must bow to the king after the match. And, you know, I know a lot of people in the arena didn't like the call. Harley Race wins. And I got to say I'm okay with that. Um, JYD had the curtsy. And then, in the grand tradition of WWE faces being horrible people, Junkyard Dog attacks Harley Race from behind. You know, it happens. JYD looks victorious. He win, you know, he's standing tall at the end, even though Harley Race won the match. But uh yeah, so we move from there to the dream team. Greg Valentine, Bruce Beefcake, former tag team champions. Uh, they're accompanied to the ring by Johnny Valiant and Dino Bravo, and they go against the Rougeau brothers. And although they don't have their song yet. You better believe my ass saying they're all American boys. Ding, ding. All American boys. Yeah, they're not the fabulous Rujo brothers yet, but they're on their way. And by on their way, I mean they're in WWE, WWF. excuse me. And um, this was kind of an interesting match because you have Dino Bravo uh, interfering with the ref, with the ref not looking, causing the dream team to win. And Greg Valentine looks fine with this. Brutus Beefcake uh, isn't. And that's because, guess what? We just had our first face turn, I believe, at a WrestleMania. I believe the first face turn at a WrestleMania was Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Uh, it's not really explained why. or if, if it was, maybe it's something in context that I didn't get because I didn't watch the shows leading up to it. But um, Greg Valentine, Johnny Valley, and Dino Bravo definitely leave Bruce Beefcake behind. And you'll see in the next match, he's definitely a face now. Um, Because the next match is a bunch of firsts. Um, It's Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Adrian Adonis. Now, it's the first ever hair versus hair match at WrestleMania. There'll be another way down the line. I was there, I remember it. But uh, this one, this this is a great match. And it's also another first because it is the first ever fake retirement matches. That's right. We are told beforehand that this is supposed to be Roddy Piper's last match. And we will never see him in the ring again. It's a lie. Yeah, yeah, it's a lie. Of course it is. But uh, Roddy Piper... And Adrian Adonis, both men use sleeper holds. So it kind of makes sense for the hair versus hair stipulation. And um, Adrian Adonis actually looks like... They did a really good false finish here. Um, Adrian Adonis locks in the sleeper hold on Piper and releases the hold before Piper's hand drops for a third time. Haven't seen that false finish ever, I don't think, besides this match. Really, really good. Adonis celebrates. He thinks he's won the match. And because there's no theme music at this point, he has no reason not to think he has. But uh, Bruce for Beefcake comes out, wakes Roddy Piper up. Piper gets out there, slaps the sleeper on Adrian Adonis. Adonis passes out, and snip, 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 snip. And Beefcake's um, face turn is complete. We're told that he had a beef with Adrian Adonis at some point. I'm not really sure what it was. I didn't catch that part of it. But, uh, yeah, and... Roddy Piper and I have to say this, Roddy Piper, one thing about WrestleMania it was in the Pontiac Silverdome. Really long entrance ramp because it, the place is fucking huge. And everyone up to this point had been had come out to the ring on these little ring carts, which I think they should bring back. Not for everyone, but I think occasionally one or two people using that would be really cool. Um also, we we need to point out that do you know the, the people who take, like, the ring coats and stuff like that? You know, it's usually Timekeeper or something like that. We have a WrestleMania first, and I think a WrestleMania last here. Um, because there are these girls dressed in skimpy outfits, kind of like uh, the ice girls at, like, hockey games. They're called the Federettes. Never heard of that before. That's a new one on me and I've watched these WrestleMania's before. But uh yeah, I don't think that ever happens again. I'm going to keep an eye out cuz uh we're going to Trump Tower in in a few in in in, in a year in WrestleMania 4. And if there's an excuse to put blondes in skimpy outfits, you know Donald Trump's going to do it. Um but yeah, uh, but back to my original point, Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper was the first guy to not use one of these little ring carts now i thought i remember hearing somewhere that the ring card broken down at one point when piper was supposed to go out so he just walked even if that's not true i enjoyed seeing roddy piper just stroll out through that awesome crowd for the for the for his entrance it was really really great um all right so moving on you know what's funny we didn't have a lot of title matches on this show there were two title matches guys that's it that's it two titles matches just the two singles championships uh mula didn't even defend her belt but yeah uh so moving on we do have the heart foundation the current wwf tag team champions and dangerous danny davis going up against the british bulldogs and tio santana now um the story here is that danny davis was a referee Got banned from being a referee because of decisions he made. He basically handed the Hart Foundation the belts. He cost Tio Santana the Intercontinental title against the Macho Man. And really fun match. Um, Matilda's out. Matilda goes after Jimmy Hart. Um, There's a lot of really good six-man stuff here. And eventually, the Megaphone becomes involved. And Dangerous Danny Davis gets the win over Tio Santana. Uh, Really, really fun stuff. And uh really enjoyed seeing excuse me, really enjoyed seeing the um, the the Heart Foundation and the British Bulldogs because I don't think they ever got a real big platform like this to work t- together against each other again. And they work flawlessly together, as you would imagine. I mean it's Brett, Davey, and Dynamite. And Jim Neidhart, for his part does really well too. All right, so moving on. Um the Doctor of Desire, Slick, makes his first WrestleMania appearance. And I could not remember who he was managing at this time. And then the natural Butch Reed comes out. Butch Reed is freaking awesome. If you guys haven't seen Butch Reed before, go watch some Butch Reed stuff. He's really great. And uh, he comes out. He's going against Coco Beware. You know, I realized this. a lot of heels won. A lot of heels won this WrestleMania. I'm looking at the card right now as I'm writing it down for you guys. A lot of heels won. That's impressive for a WrestleMania because I'm looking at it right now, like, um, let's see. one, two, three, four, five, six, six four, five, six. Six heels won. We had two. We had one match, so it was a double count. Two matches, over were DQs. Like, it, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive that, like, Six heels won. So, actually, more heels won at this WrestleMania than faces. I think that's because of the faces that won, but we'll get to that. Um, But, yeah, Butch Reed, uh, quick match. Beat Coco Beware. You know, Hall of Famer Coco Beware. Guys, take it easy. The Birdman was great. Um, But moving on. Uh, It's it's the intercontinental Tile match, you know. Ain't no thing. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus the Macho Man Randy Savage. You guys may have heard of this match. Uh, <laughs> if you're a pro wrestler, you may have reenacted this match many times in the basement of your mom's house. Uh, if if you haven't seen this match, you need to go out and see this match right away. Sign up for the network. Find it on YouTube. Do what, uh, hop in a time machine. Go back to play X Silverdome, make it ninety-three thousand one hundred and seventy-four people. Find a way to see this. Um The whole story is that Randy Savage attacked uh the Trachea or the Lar or the Larnix, as uh as Jesse Ventura likes to say, of Ricky Steamboat with the ring bell, took him out of action for several months, and Ricky Steamboat came back and oh man, like I don't know if this is the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. I have a few other competitors in my brain that I think might be better, but this is definitely the greatest WrestleMania match of all time so far. Definitely. Hands down, no question. Um, it loses a bit of steam when you hear how much they rehearsed it because the Macho Man's a little bit OCD about things, but still. It's a phenomenal match. It's Ricky The Randy Savage. And it marks the first, the first time the Eric Championship changed hands at WrestleMania. Ricky Steamboat, first guy who won the Eric title at WrestleMania. It's a great moment, great match. Uh, I don't need to talk more about it because either you've seen it and you've already heard way too much about it or you haven't seen it. And you need to stop this YouTube video right now Watch it and then come back and finish the rest because we only have three more matches to go. And the next match now, this is this is weird because the honky tonk man is going up against Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake the Snake Roberts has Alice Cooper in his corner. Usually, at least nowadays, if you have a celebrity in your corner, you're winning that match. Guess who doesn't win this match? Jake Roberts. Jake the Snake doesn't win the match. It's a really fun match. Uh, it's definitely better than Jake's first outing at a WrestleMania. Um, he does get the last laugh because Alice Cooper uh, throws the snake onto Jimmy Hart, you know, as you're wont to do. But uh, it's really good. And no one gets kabonged, which is a little unfortunate. But uh, yeah, Like you need something to kind of ease off the gas from Steamboat and Savage. And uh, speaking of easing off the gas, uh, we get the Iron Sheik, friend of the show, uh, and Nikolai Volkov against the Killer Bees, Jim Jimmy Bonzel and Brian Blair. This is the match that you hear Iron Sheik talk about all the time because he says things about Brian Blair. I don't need to repeat them here. You guys know what he says. It's a match. It's honestly, it's okay. I was never a huge Killer Bees guy myself. I do like Sheik. Um, re- Hacksaw Jim Duggan comes out, because Hacksaw Jim Duggan, in the ultimate act of jingoism, doesn't want Nikolai Volkov to sing the Russian anthem. Now, granted, I, I wasn't really hip to politics at that time, so I know the Russian anthem was a little titchy with everyone. But, um yeah, it's still kind of a dick move. <laughs> but... Um, Basically, the Iron Sheik looks like he's going to get the win. It looks like he's going to break Brian Blair's back, make him humble. and uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan just runs in the ring and smacks the Iron Sheik with a 2x4. Yeah, uh, another DQ. A lot of, like I said, WrestleMania not known for uh, its good finishes at this point. And then, uh, well, we get to the main event. You guys know what the main event is. You've heard of it. Um, there may have been a whole huge thing about it like the irresistible force meets the movable object, uh, 15 year undefeated streak versus Hulk Hogan. Um, what I liked about this is that everyone on the show said that this probably was the match Hulk Hogan was not going to win. Like during WrestleMania 2, when he was going up against Bundy. The faces said, oh, Hogan's going to win. The heel said, oh, Hogan's not going to win. Like, you had that dichotomy. This one, even Gorilla Monsoon was saying, you're probably right, Hogan's not going to win this. Because <laughs> it's fucking Andre the Giant. And, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen this match. It's one of the most famous matches in history, or at least you've seen 15 seconds of it where Hogan slams Andre the Giant. Before that, it's it's not a bad match. It's it's not nearly as exciting, I will say, as Hogan versus King Kong Bundy. I'm definitely gonna if I'm gonna grade Hogan May events, which actually I probably should do at this point, um, I'd go WrestleMania two, WrestleMania one, WrestleMania three. Yeah, this is the third worst Hogan match in WrestleMania history so far. Um his matches will get better. I I know this for a fact. I've I've seen them. But um yeah, uh, it, like it, you're there for that one moment. You're there for that one moment. And there's some stuff like Hogan goes for a slam early in the match and he hurts his back. And that's just the giant beating up on him. Hogan gets a momentum. He, in a WrestleMania first, I think he pulls up the mats on the outside of the ring. And this is kind of stupid, goes to pile drive Andre the giant. Doesn't exactly work out for him, as you can imagine. But, um, yeah, and then, you know, the big Hulk up, the big slam, the big leg, and the victory. And, I mean, props to Andre, because if most of you know he wasn't in the best health at that point, uh, I think I say that, I think I said that during WrestleMania 2 also, but Andre just wasn't in good shape for the most part. There was there were a lot of great promos leading up to this. I think there were two with Andre. There was another promo video with Hogan about the whole Piper's Pit thing. The story leading up to it is really great. Um I it's it's a really really fun main event. And you get the victory you ultimately won. Uh if you if you listen to Hulk Hogan's take on this, Hulk Hogan swears up and down he didn't know if Andre was going to play ball. Which would have been amazing if you really think about it. If Andre just decided, No, I'm winning the title. That would have floored the entire arena. That would have been amazing. Like that that's a great what if storyline. If you ever like to play what if storylines about professional wrestling, what if Andre Giant just said, No. Nope. I'm taking the belt. That's a story in and of itself. That'd be amazing. But um we might get to see what happens if Andre got the belt in WrestleMania 4. Hmm. We might get to see that. Maybe. But um, until then, I've been Mad Mike. If you, if you want to hit me up about these WrestleManias, I'm trying to do 32 in 32 days for you guys to get psyched for WrestleMania 33. Um, So, yeah. Hit me up at Mad Mike 483. Hit us up on the Facebook group, email us at goodtimeswrestlingmamshow Leave comments in these videos if you like what I'm doing with this. Uh, they're pretty much all going to go up day day by day if, if if I've worked my math out right on this. But uh, yeah, so um, I will see you next time for WrestleMania Four, and um, till then, I still need an outro for this thing, so I'll just start singing. Uh...